the college basketball experience ACC offseason check-in episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. Get started today, and you'll get a risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com, and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, remember to take some time and chill and grab the perfect cold refreshment, Coors Light. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win a million dollars. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. the college experience, ACC college basketball check-in. My name is Colby swinging database, Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined by the DFS God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking homebrew making Tobacco Road living the free lock given former former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's going on, man? How are we doing today? I mean, any day that we get to talk college basketball, I don't care the month. It's a good day, right? I, I hear you, man. We're uh, we're a few days before the long uh, holiday weekend, and I'm uh, getting ready to head down to the beach here. But before I do that, let's talk some college basketball. Let's cram in a pod because. So there's so much going on, you know, with departures and transfers and recruits. It's good just to check in every once in a while, make sure we stay on top of our favorite sport in the world. Yeah. And uh, I mean, this year, obviously the transfer portal as I mean, I would say crazier than any year times five, probably. Um, So you got a ton of stuff happening there. You got new coaches uh, in the ACC. You got, I mean, your name is NC Nick. So you're, you're a Duke fan. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the ACC, you always have a, a decent pulse on, you know, do that. Do I try, I try. I'm uh yeah, I'm right. Uh, I reside right on uh tobacco road here. So uh, who better than myself to talk a little college basketball here? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, out the gate, you're a Duke fan. I'm just going to go straight there. Yep, because we know Patrick Baldwin Jr. Everyone I think figured he was going to Duke, big time recruit. According to Twenty Four Seven Sports, I think the fifth best recruit in the country. Other other publications have him higher. Uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. though decides to stay at home and you know play for his father at the University of Milwaukee, which I, I know we're gonna have to get to the Horizon <laughs> at one point, but that th- they're gonna be really good in the Horizon, but. So you kind of strike out there, but you you did bring in the second best recruit in Paulo uh, Benchero, I believe uh, is how you right. how you say his name from from Seattle. Too surprised Gonzaga couldn't get their the, their hands on him, but then you also bring in AJ Griffin, the number fifteen recruit. So and and number twenty, uh, Trevor Keel. So you you really go three in the top twenty, and you think okay, 
Coach K can't have that bad of a season again. There's no way. Um, you also, you know, hit the transfer portal. I feel like, and and you know, got some gems. Now, sure, you lost. I think what Goldwire to Oklahoma, Breakfield to Ole Miss, uh, Henry Coleman left for A and M, and I believe Patrick Tape went to I believe San Francisco. If memory serves, he. Correct. I mean, he hardly even played. Yeah. The real and, and Gold and Goldwire's been a good player for us for a while. It was a little painful to see Breakfield and Coleman leave because they showed flashes last year. And I think they would have had a bigger role this year, uh, but it just goes to show you the landscape of college basketball these days. You know, if you're not getting, if, if you're worried about minutes, you're, you're leaving, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's the grass is always greener. So uh, yeah, it was, you know, just from, you know, being a college basketball fan for a long time, you know, it was fun to see players develop in a program and get better year after year. Cause you know, it's not that uncommon where freshmen weren't, didn't have big roles. I, I wonder you know? though, if there's a balance to this, I think this is, you know, just introducing this rule aside from the COVID situation, but also the fact that you will now be able to transfer once, you know, without any, uh, you know, sitting out a season. Um, and then you can also grad transfer. So essentially well, it's, it's, yeah. What's that? Yeah. I was going to say, it's a kind of a sign of the times, you know, it's like people's attention spans are so small these days. And it kind of, I think this is kind of the same thing where if it's not that instant gratification, it's I'm out of here. Yeah. Let, let, let me try something else, you know, and more power to the players. It, it should be their choice. You know, I have no problem with, uh, you know, individual players who want to, you know, go elsewhere, but as a whole, I miss seeing, you know, guys get incrementally better every year. Um, so, but I mean, with that said here, I think Dukes have a pretty good team. I think they will be a lot better than last year. Last year was a perfect storm for any extremely young team in the league or in the country, you know, Duke, Kentucky, um, player teams like that. So yeah, Duke will be better here. I like a lot of the pieces. I think they'll obviously they'll be back in the tournament and they could do some damage. Yeah. I think it's a sure bet. Someone asked me the other day, do you think Duke will make the tournament? I said, yes. Um, yes. I, I, under, I bet I, my house on it. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, and by the way, I like that. They brought in that Marquette transfer Theo John. I think he's a good player. I think he'll fit in nice with this program this year, but yes, I think uh, it, I, I feel pretty strong about uh, the blue devils chances of making the tournament this year. Now I will say this though. I'm curious your opinion, because you look at these preseason rankings, doesn't matter the publication. There's a, a, a ton of them now preseason rankings. I know they're just preseason rankings, but I do see Duke in like the top five and 10 and I, that I, I go, I don't know. I mean, I think there'll be a tournament team for sure. But when you look at the likes, we just saw drew Timmy's coming back to Gonzaga. They have the unbelievable recruiting class, the best they've ever had. Um, obviously they lose Suggs, but I mean, you got all these other teams. I, I don't know that I agree that Duke is a top five team, but I think yes, definitely uh, perhaps top 25, but uh, I think maybe living off of the rep, I'm curious your thoughts as a Duke fan. On, on no, the, I agree. Yeah. You know, I put about zero weight into, you know, preseason rankings. They are, they're meaningless. A lot of times that they'll put the bigger name schools, you know, in the top five or the top 10, which makes the early season games, you know, seem to mean more for the lay fan. You know, if he sees a two verse five, you know, he might tune in more so than if Duke was at 15. Yeah. Right now there's too many question marks. I think uh, the point guard, Jeremy Roach coming back. I think uh, he showed signs last year, overall, very inconsistent freshman season, but that is kind of to be expected, but him and Mark Williams, the big man who really came on towards the end of the year, you could argue he might've been a top five ACC player in the last like 
five to 10 games of the regular season. So, and then with all those freshmen coming in and that uh, Memphis transfer, Theo, John, I think uh, I would put Duke between like 10 and 15 myself. Yeah. Marquette transfer, not uh, Memphis, but, uh, but um, I, I get your point. And another thing to, to factor in here, uh, yes, I felt like I, I feel like last year I was saying, Hey, Kentucky and uh, Duke have been kind of dinosaurs when it comes to the transfer portal. Now I'll also say this, that they, with COVID, they didn't have a lot of time to play together preseason. I think when you have these really good freshmen coming in, uh, time is the biggest essence. You know what I mean? Like, can you get enough time? That's why a lot of teams, uh, especially coach or not coach K, but uh, Calipari, I feel like it's very common that they struggle out the gate and then they get it together and make the tournament. It's not like right. last year. And then there are a problem in the tournament, but uh, last year, obviously COVID had, there were so many restrictions on that, even restrictions on games being played. So I, 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 I mean, I know at one point Duke didn't play a bunch of games They in the middle of the season. They kind of just punted on, uh, on playing games for a week or so. So uh, obviously I think that has an effect. So I, I do think, yes. Okay the transfer portal is becoming more and more key in, in, you know, making a run. But I also think uh, getting those, star, those big talented freshmen still are, are a big, big deal. And I feel like with the COVID season, it made it harder to win because you didn't have as much time with those freshmen. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, last year, more so than any other year, getting the grad transfer was a lot better than getting a 18 year old kid. Um, and in, in you know, this year and in future years, I think you could still argue that the grand, the grad transfer might be better just because he's older, he's bigger, he's stronger, he's more experienced, et cetera, et cetera. But the gap isn't that big, you know, because these 18 year olds, these, these true freshmen are going to have more time to get, um, you know, used to the college game here. But I do think, you know, Duke and coach K, uh, you know, Calipari is now hitting transfers hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, and he, he's dabbled in that for a while and Duke's dabbled in it, in a very, you know, minor degree, mostly, you know, getting some reserves, but uh, I like the idea of mixing some top recruits, some, some top freshmen with some top transfers every year. If I had my preference, we'd more, we'd have a, you know, a, a better blend of that rather than just all five-star freshmen. that will be there just one year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. I also think, you know, I know you hit on the instant gratification transfer thing. I wonder if this, I, I still think when you introduce something, everyone wants to be doing it. I'm curious how many people will be hitting the transfer portal three, four years from now. I obviously, I think it'll be more than what traditionally what, what it was the past, you know, 20 or 30 years in college basketball. But I think those numbers will go down. I think so. I don't know. Uh, but you're in the state of North Carolina. I got to go to those, 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 you know, those tar, those tar holes. Yeah. That you absolutely hate. And, and, and uh, look, Roy Williams, he threw in the towel. Some say maybe because of the transfer portal, maybe I, I don't know, but I mean, look, they lost a, uh, they had kind of a crazy season because before he quit, you know, I think Dayron sharp said, I'm going to the NBA draft. Uh, Walker Kessler uh, announced he was transferring at the time. We didn't know where Garrison Brooks announced he was transferring. Um, so then all of a sudden he quit a lot of people made that connection of that's why the game was changing so much. He just threw in the towel, but in comes Hubert Davis, his assistant, former uh, Carolina player under Dean Smith. H- how do you think? And and by the way, you know, yes, they lost Garrison Brooks to Mississippi state and, and sharp and, and, and Walker Kessler, but 
they got Brady Manick from Oklahoma who was putting in 10 points, five boards and shooting about 30, 38% from three. And, and they have a couple of nice recruits coming in. Dontrez styles and DeMarco Dunn, a, a top 70 recruit. And then they got, they went to UVA within their own conference and got Justin McCoy. Um, what do you think of the Tar Heels and what, and well, well, that's the really interesting thing too about the transfer portal now is that you know players are going from from schools within the same division with you know within the same conference. It's, that's kind of crazy because in, in the past they would have restrictions on you can't you know transfer in conference, you can't transfer within a certain radius of the university. Now it's it's the wild wild west, man. They can oh, go anywhere. I, I feel like the SEC, especially football and and even now basketball. I know Georgia or uh, Kentucky just landed a big Georgia grad transfer, but uh, you see it with, Eric. I'm just waiting for the first like Duke guy to transfer to UNC or vice versa. And that'll just be wild. <laughs> well, and it will happen because that person's going to get a ton of attention. Sure. So, sure. so there's, I, I, I could totally see. I, I think that will happen in the next couple of years actually. Yeah. But overall UNC, I think they're kind of rebounding or regrouping this year. I don't think they're going to be as good as previous. Um, they could still hover around top 25. They could still make the NCAA tournament, but a lot of question marks, obviously one being the head coach, Huber Davis, because we don't really know what to expect. Um, yeah, Brady Manick, well, he was a solid player at Oklahoma, but I'm not that high on him. He's a big man that can stretch the court. His really is his offensive game is to sit in the corner and, and, Sam and shoot Perkins. Open threes. He's a Sam Pretty. Perkins late in his career. <laughs> and Sam Perkins went to UNC. So maybe that's why they brought uh, Bra- uh, Brady mannequin. Uh, their guard should be much better this year. Caleb love and company because they were very young last year. So they, you know, the perimeter should be much better, but the interior will not be anywhere near as good. I wonder if Hubert Davis has different ideas for the offense. You know, Roy Williams, just like uh, Dean Smith, they always had that that too big approach. Um, I think Hubert Davis is going to go more, um, you know, modern basketball, spread the court, drive, have one big man, and then the rest uh, perimeter players who can hit jumpers. It's good. They'll be a really interesting team this year. I don't know much about the Virginia transfer, Justin McCoy. I don't think he played much last year. Um, so they'll be pretty young. Uh, I, I think they'll be solid this year, but not spectacular. I mean, they get leaky black back. Maybe he has a big year. I know that, you know what? They were in the, 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 the race for Christian Bishop, the Creighton transfer I actually ended up going to Texas, but I know that they were really uh, disappointed that he didn't go to North Carolina. So uh, yeah, I mean, Tar Heels, I think will be a fringe bubble team next year. I, I don't know that, uh, that they'll definitely be in the NCAA tournament. It, it gun to my head right now. I know this is a far, you know, ways away, but gun to my head, I think that's a team that's gonna need to uh, night in, night out, grab some, grab key wins. Um, staying in the the state of North Carolina, I'm going to the those Wolfpack. All right. Um, I'm curious, is the seat getting hot in Raleigh? Because I mean. Look, Kevin Keats has been there since 17. Right? I understand last year, crazy season, COVID, all this, you know, they had injuries, I believe, as well. But what what is your feel on is Keats, you know, if they have a bad year this year, do you think they could pull the plug on him? Yeah, potentially. I mean, he's been there long enough now where I personally I like Keats. I thought he was gonna do a little bit better with the Wolfpack. 
And that, you know, just this, just recently this year, they lose Shaquille Moore. That's a big blow. Cause he, he looked like he was going to be a player in the ACC. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Manny Bates, the big man, just uh, le- I think just last week he mentioned he's not coming back. So uh, really is Devin Daniels going to return or is he going to stay, you know, in the draft? That's going to be the big question mark. If he stays, I think NC State will be solid. I think they'll be around the bubble like they were, you know, this one well, this year kind of for a while. Then they kind of faded off. But um, if he leaves, I think the Wolfpack's in trouble, and I think they could be looking at a pretty uh, pretty long season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they got a couple recruits in Turquavian Smith, top ninety recruit, and then Breon Pass. Uh, Maybe those guys can make an instant impact. Casey Morsel uh, from Virginia. I know he wasn't. He was solid. Yeah, he was solid. Yeah, he was. I was surprised he actually transferred out. To tell you the truth, uh, just because I felt like he was a the epitome of a Virginia basketball player. Um, and then they got Greg Gant to transfer from Providence coming in. Um, they lose Braxton Beverly to Eastern Kentucky. Uh, that was kind of surprising to me. Funderburk uh, not coming back. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what to expect. I guess we're all waiting on on Daniels's word to to really evaluate how good NC State. If let's do best case scenario here, Daniels comes back. Are they fringe? Are they like North UNC fringe? Bubble team. Yeah, bubble team that could potentially make it. Got to get yeah. those wins early in the year, um, or throughout right. the year. You know, in those fifty fifty games. So. Um, yep, I say best case scenario with him. They're a bubble team. Without him, they have a very long season. Gun to your head is Kevin Keats coaching NC State a year from now. I'll say he gets one more year. Okay. Okay. There we go. I Put had to think about that spot. for a while. It's tough. It's a good. It's a good question. I say he gets one more year. Yeah. I mean, I think he probably considering COVID, and I know they had injuries last year, man. They 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 got bit by the injury bug a bit last year. Um, I'm gonna stay in that in that fine state of North Carolina, man, and I'm gonna talk about the Demon Deacon, Steve Forbes. Hell of a time to be a first year coach. We've made this case on the college football experience. Make sure you subscribe as we talk college football year round, as well as uh, talking college basketball year round. Two different feeds, but Steve Forbes uh, did a great job at East Tennessee State. I, I was I really liked you know what he was doing at East Tennessee State with the Buccaneers. He comes over to Wake, and last year obviously you couldn't ask for a worse season to come in as a brand new coach. In my opinion, with the COVID thing going on with the pandemic and with the uncertainty of if you're playing or not, did you see any signs? I feel like occasionally now they got blown out of some games, but I feel like occasionally wake forest would say, would play a game and say, Hey, maybe, you know, they went six and 16, 14th in the ACC, (laughs) but I, and, and this is another one, another team that, you know, really, went after it in the transfer portal. They got, uh, I was surprised to see Dallas Walton transfer out of Colorado. They added him. That's but, a nice get. That's, yeah. that's a nice get there. Um, but they, they also, I mean, he brought in an East Tennessee state transfer, obviously knowing that the, the, those players very well, he probably recruited all of them. Damari Monsanto, um, Oklahoma transfer, Alondas Williams, Indiana state transfer. Uh, this guy played pretty good. Jake, uh, LaRavia. Um, this guy was pretty solid at, uh, with, with the sycamores there, but uh, now, so they have a four-star recruit and Cameron Hildreth coming in as well as uh, Lucas Taylor. They lost a ton though. They lost, uh, you know, I mean, talk about a team. I haven't, it's really hard to get a read on because you lost a couple uh seniors 
And then you lost a slew of uh, players through the transfer portal. You lost Mossad to uh, Kansas state. You lost Ugama to Cincinnati. I don't know if I'm butchering that fucking name. Probably <laughs> Nath to uh, Wisconsin Johns, Jalen Johnson to Mercer. You lost a couple other players to temple and Longwood. So I guess what do we have here? And what's if you're a wake forest fan, what are you thinking? Like what? what? I, I don't know. Who knows? I, you know, well, when we get closer to the start of college basketball, we'll, we'll go, you know, a deep dive into each conference and in every conference, there's going to be maybe two teams or so where they lost half their team and they're bringing in, you know, five, six, seven, eight new players. I think they have a solid core in, uh, you know, the freshman last year, Carter Witt. He was a solid point guard. I think he's going to get better in year two. And then uh, Williamson and, and uh, Musius, they both, you know, showed some potential. So I, I mean, you know, how will Monsanto um, play going from the East Tennessee state to the ACC and is Dallas Walton, the Colorado transfer really ready to step in, start, you know, get big minutes from day one. Yeah. My hunch is my hunch is that they're not an NCAA tournament team. Um, uh, this is, this is going to be one of those teams where you don't know what to expect just because the roster turnover is so great. Yeah. It's like when I, re- I remember last year, one, one of the things with the transfer for Oregon state was that team where I, yeah. was, I went to preview them and I'm like, I, they had like one or two returning players. The rest are all transfers or freshmen. I got no idea what to expect out of this team. And they had a pretty good season. <laughs> okay. So maybe they're following that uh, formula there, but uh, let's, let's talk Boston college. First off, it's been a long time since wakes had a lot of, I can't re- how long do you think it's been since wake was a, uh, was, was a team making the tournament year, you know, consecutive years. I feel I'd like say it's, it's probably a eight to 10 years, right? Maybe even longer. Right. I feel, I feel like it's been a while, but another school back when we first got into college basketball, that was kind of a solid school was Boston college back to the days of Howard Isley and bill Curley. And uh, you know, uh, uh, some other good players that they had there. Uh, BC went out and hired Earl grant as their head coach, Earl grant coming over from the college of Charleston, where I thought he was decent. I mean, if you look at his trajectory, he comes into college at Charleston back in, uh, back in uh, 14 nine win season. Then, then, you know, quickly, okay. 17 win season, then 25 and in, in NIT birth. Then he makes the NCAA tournament, 26 wins the following season, 24, the following season, 17, but last year, just nine and 10 interesting hire to me that Boston college really. So I know he's got ties. He was a, an assistant at Clemson as an assistant at Wichita state. Um, but I, I just don't love the hire though. I mean, is, uh, what, what's your opinion of this hire? Yeah, it kind of came out of the of the blue here. I don't know much about the guy. I know College of Charleston always has a decent basketball program, uh, but it seems kind of like a dart throw for Boston College. Um, I'm not going to write him off and say he's not going to do well, but you know, there's going to be certain uh, obstacles at BC. I mean, BC you talk about teams that haven't been good in a while. I would say BC hasn't been good in maybe eight to ten years. Also, I think uh, even longer, maybe man. more. Yeah, maybe yeah, may, maybe more. Um, who was like, who was the, uh, the coach who Skinner. was doing pretty well? Skinner. Yeah. 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 Had, had a couple of players go pro uh, Jared uh, Dudley, Jared Dudley. Jared Dudley. Thank you. He was there um, with Howard Isley, right? Was, was, I mean, not, no, not, no, 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 not Dudley, but Skinner. I don't think so. Is that Gary Williams? I remember Gary Williams used to be a boss at college back in the day. There was, some, Michael there was Adams. somebody else. Yeah. yeah. There was some, there was one or two other coaches in between those guys, but it's been a while. 
So, and this year it's a complete rebuild. You know, they, once again, like half their team either graduated or transferred most of them transferring. Now um, the new head coach grant does bring in his best player uh, at college of Charleston, Brevin Galloway. I watched him a little bit. He can play, uh, but big, big step up in competition again. And uh, they have a couple other uh, transfers coming in here, but uh, yeah, I mean, Boston college is not going to be good this year. It is year one. It's a rebuild. We'll see how, uh, how, how Earl grant can do there. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be the worst team in the, in the ACC this year. Right? I think you're probably right. I think we can all bet, bet on that. I don't have win totals, but Hey, whenever they're out, uh, <laughs> take the under on the wins. Actually, I don't know. Maybe they'll do it correctly. I don't know. Um, all right, guys. I want to tell you that the college basketball experience, uh, ACC, you know, look in here um, is brought to you by WinBet. Yes, WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today, and you'll receive a special offer up to a five hundred dollar risk free bet. So that's, that's a deal. Terms and conditions do apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. All right. We're talking ACC hoops. I know it's tough to get a read on some. I feel like with wake forest and Boston college, it's like pissing in the wind. It's like, I have no idea how these teams will be based on the transfer portal. <laughs> it's like, okay, I, I don't think they're going to be very good. Cause I think the rest of the ACC is pretty tough, but uh you know, I guess that's the current state of college basketball with these transfers. Yeah, that's you know? going to be a reoccurring theme as we go division by division. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, now I'll take you to a team that I'm very curious your thoughts on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. This is one. This is one that I think is a very interesting team. Obviously, they they made the NCAA tournament. They lost. Really tough break for them because they made the NCAA tournament and then the best player had uh, COVID, which is Moses Wright. So they had to play the game without Moses, right? If you, if you consider him the best player, I was obviously Jose Alvarado, but I hear Alvarado might be coming back. Yeah, I guess he, I, I thought he was coming back, but maybe that's still up in the air. I thought I heard he was returning. I, I, um, I heard he was, but I mean, I guess these things can change on a whim, but sure, I heard he was coming sure. back. So, I mean, if you bring him back with the likes of, uh, you know, uh, what DeVoe who's still there, Michael DeVoe um, and, and Jordan Usher and Bubba Parham. That's a pretty good start there, at least in the, on the perimeter and on the wing. The real question is how do you replace Moses, Wright, Who did just about everything for the yellow jackets? Well, they brought in Mississippi state transfer Davion Smith. Uh, they got a couple, uh, they got a couple of top, you know, a hundred recruits. Maybe that can be the answer. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, but it, yeah, the yellow jackets, I think are a team. I don't know. It's weird. Like I was, a, I was originally a skeptic of Pastner as a, as a coach, I started to see that program coming up last year. And I feel like, you know, let him, especially if he gets, if he gets uh Alvarado back, I think they're a tournament team again. I think they're a team to watch out for. Yeah. With Alvarado, I'd say they're on the bubble. Um, I still don't know how good of a coach he is, but I mean, last year they had Alvarado and Wright, both seniors, one of the best point guards and one of the best big men in the, not only in the ACC, you could argue in the country. So you, you could argue that they should have won more games because you know, they weren't in, they were, they were on the bubble before winning the ACC yeah, tournament where right. 
I think they got a little help in that tournament too. They didn't have to play UVA because of COVID. Yeah, you know, they got yeah, yeah. automatically propelled into the final. I mean, look, give them credit for playing and, and winning, but um, th- they got all the breaks they needed to late in the season. Well, so you no, could no, argue no, no, that no, they should have no, been no, better. No. They shouldn't have even been in that position. But they didn't get the break in the NCAA tournament because Moses Wright was out and in, in you know the in their biggest game. That's true. Uh, yeah, they got all their breaks to get to the tournament, and then yeah, their good Karma. luck charm. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I don't know about this year, man. I mean, obviously with Alvarado, if he's the the fifth year senior, then you have to like him to at, at, to probably sneak into the NCAA's. But we'll see what Pastner does when Wright and Alvarado are gone. Then I think they might have a couple down years, and he'll probably get the X. Uh, I think they're this year though. I mean, obviously you have Duke and, and Florida state and prob and Virginia, I think would be the top three projected in the ACC. Maybe you can throw Louisville or Syracuse into that mix, but I think Georgia tech's going to be right among them. Uh, the second tier to me, they're going to be, I think they'll be better in North Carolina this year. I, I think, I mean, it, I think it all comes down to, I, I guess who's going to be the big man, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, the people that they brought in were all guards or or wing guys, so um, I just don't know how you replace Moses Wright. It's going to be a gaping hole. Yeah, we shall we shall see. All right, let's talk uh, Clemson Tigers. They're coming off of another, you know, first round. ACC had a tough uh, tournament, obviously with Duke and Carolina not making it, but you know, Clemson loses to Rutgers, Georgia Tech loses Moses Wright, and then loses to Loyola. Um, all across the, I mean, uh, UVA got upset by Ohio, but here we are Clemson tigers coming off a 16 and eight season, uh, Brad Brownell, you gotta, if you're a Clemson fan, you gotta be happy that you just made the tournament. Obviously you think, okay, you, you could have beat Rutgers probably should have beat Rutgers, but, um, now you have, you lose Amir Sims who arguably your best player on your team last year. Definitely. I don't think there's yeah. any arguing about it. Yeah. Well, you, you also lost John Newman. who was a, a, a pretty solid reserve solid. player for you. And Lynn kid transferred to Virginia tech. Now you, you do go out and get David Collins, which by the way, I like this kid, David Collins is from South Florida. I did like that get, um, but they also lost Clyde trap who actually played solid for them as well last year as a, as a key contributor. Um, they got a, they got a four-star recruit coming in in, in beetle. Uh, or battle. I don't know how to pronounce that, but uh, what, what's, what, what's your thoughts on the tigers? Are they going to go back to perhaps an NIT team or perhaps, uh, you know, the bottom of the, of the conference or can they, can they suddenly make this a consistent thing where they're making the NCAA tournament year after year? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think they're going to have a great season. Yeah. They really need a big jump up uh, from their freshmen. They had a five-star freshman last year. Uh, Hall. Uh, yeah. PJ, PJ Hall. Is that yeah, his name? I, I believe so. Yeah. And he was just okay. He came off the bench. They need him to really step up with Amir Sims gone. If not, then this team is, is kind of lacking talent and depth. So um, I think this might be a long season for Clemson and even though, you know, uh, the head coach is, is buddies with Dabo, you they got to think that if, if they don't have a good season, maybe his seat is warming up too. He's been around uh, Brownell has been around forever now and come on, his, his results have really been pretty average. I mean, he made the tournament last year. I thought that might buy him a year or two, but uh, it's going to be interesting. I think David Collins is going to be a big time. Uh, transfer for him. And obviously he got a Youngstown state kid in Nas Bohannon who averages 16 and a half points a game. Can those guys, 
really uh, be the guys to pick up. The Clemson was a horrible three point shooting team last year. So Collins yeah. coming in as a guy that shoots 37% from three already telling me, okay, maybe the offense can be a little bit better. So well, in general, their style of basketball under Brownell has been very physical, very uh, interior focused, low scoring. They kind of, you know, try to, to muck up games. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what these new uh, transfers uh, can, can, can bring to the table here, but they're going to need these guys to step in and uh, produce right away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, gun to my head. I don't th- you. So wait, gun to your head. Is he coaching Clemson next year? A year from now? How, all right. You know what? I, I said yes for um, uh, Keats. I'll say no for Brownell. I say Clemson has a bad year and uh, he is relieved of his duties. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Let's talk a little Pittsburgh Panther basketball. Cause you want to talk about the transfer portal. This team is the epitome of the current climate of college basketball. Uh, Jeff Capel, I know you're a Duke guy. I got, I got uh, some worries about uh, our guy, Jeff, Jeff Capel <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Cause I mean, he had a, he had a good team last year. I don't know what the hell happened, but Justin uh, Champagne gone entered the NBA draft. Um, Xavier Johnson, key player transfers to Indiana. Uh, Odessi Tony transfers to uh, Arkansas. Um, they also lost a few other, you know, s- players on that roster. Uh, Terrell Brown to San Diego, a uh, guy to San Bonaventure, a guy to Albany. But th- that those are huge hits. Those are gigantic hits to this team. Now, sure, he does he does he does get uh, Jamaris Burton transferring in from Texas Tech, who I liked his game, and then Oakland transfer uh, uh, Daniel uh, Aladipo, right? Uh, but I, I gotta be, I'm a skeptic. I'm a skeptic. Oh, you have to be, you have to be a, a, a skeptic here. Even last year, like, you know, with those players that, that, that transferred out uh, Tony and Xavier Johnson, those guys were good players, but it seemed like the team never came together. It seemed like they had a lot of nice pieces that just never came into a, a cohesive unit. And obviously you have to blame the coach for that. And not only did they never, they never came together, but all those guys transferred out in the middle of the season. So, you know, there was some locker room problems, players and coaches weren't seeing eye to eye eventually that, you know, and the person ultimately responsible for that is Jeff Capel. So um, I, I just don't see them turning that corner this year. I, they do get John Hugley Hughley back from uh, suspension, which helps uh, down low. But yeah, I just I don't see it happening for him. And uh, you know, there could be a lot of new head coaches in the ACC over the next one, two, three seasons. I was just about to get there, man. Uh, Jeff Capel, here we are. You know, year year four, year four for for Jeff Capel coming up. So you figure this team doesn't make the tournament. Do they give him a fifth year? I don't know. The way players have trans been been transferring out. You know, that's that's just not a good sign. Uh, I think this may be his last season up in Pittsburgh. You know, and he was a guy that had what I think he was the guy that had Blake Griffin at Oklahoma. They kind of underachieved. Now he did have success at VCU, or was he at Old Dominion too, or was that his father? The uh, I think that his dad was definitely there. I don't know. If, okay. I don't know if he ever coached. No, Old I, be- Dominion, I believe but... he was VCU. Cape Jeff Capel. Was oh, that? he was definitely VCU. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was an assistant at ODU in 2000, okay. 2001. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I just, uh, I, I like the guy. I just think I'm a skeptic. I am a skeptic on, on uh, gun to my head. I don't think he's their coach next year. 
He appears to be a better assistant because he can recruit well. He he was the, you know the head recruiter for Duke for many seasons when they were bringing in everybody. Um, so <laughs> maybe uh, there's a spot on our bench for, for, for him for to again because it appears that uh, his head coaching days, at least in the Group of Five, um, that they, they may be done. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. I want to tell you the college basketball experience is brought to you by Coors Light. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit that reset button and get ready for what's next? Cause these days everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to really be on 24 seven. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn it off, turn off everything and hit reset. And that's when you reach for Coors light. It is made to chill. There's only one beer out there. That's literally made to chill. And that is Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Uh, that way you will know when it's time to chill. Uh, when you need to hit that reset, just open a Coors Light, guys. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Uh, so yeah, Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. Is there a better beach beer than Coors Light? You know, I'll be sucking a few down on the beach here this weekend. Uh, it is a great beach beer. You're out there, whether you're playing volleyball, whether you're just jumping in the ocean, whether you're just sitting your ass down. You know what I mean? Just sitting back catching some rays. Perfect time to have a, to crack a Coors light. Uh, look so far, if we go by what we've projected, I think right now we would only have what Duke and uh, is, is it Duke and maybe Georgia tech. I don't even think Georgia tech. We said for sure going to make the NCAA tournament, but let's talk. I think about, you, I think you and see, we'll get in. Okay. And, uh, you know, I think they want them in also. So there's, that always helps. Um, let's talk about the Syracuse orange because they're the orange men, because they are a very interesting team. Cause they got, they got red hot last year. They got, but they also once again, kind of got killed by this transfer portal thing. You know, Alan Griffin enters the NBA draft. Don't let you know. He's the older brother of the Griffin that, that Duke's bringing in the uh, freshman AJ. I don't think I knew that. I don't there you think go, man. I knew that, but Dolajai. uh, Leaves. I, I couldn't stand watching Dolajai anyway. No, no <laughs> he's kind of soft. He was so soft. Uh, but I tell you, a big loss is they lost uh, uh, Quincy Guerriere. That he transfers yeah. to Oregon. Oregon really loading up in the transfer portal there. Uh, Kaderi Richmond I, transferred to Seton Hall. That guy. That's a big loss because that guy was. He's going to be good, man. He was a true freshman last year. He showed signs, but he really didn't start getting minutes until uh, Joe, Joe Girard started losing minutes. So I don't, once again, like that's, that's got that's a big blow because he would have been a very, very nice piece for years to come at Syracuse. So Seton hall got a good one in uh, Kadari Richmond, really good defender. I, I just don't understand. I mean, what Robert Broswell transfers to Charlotte, Woody Newton, uh, Newton transfers to Oklahoma state. All these guys leave. How do you leave a team that had that magic of a run? You know, like that magical <laughs> of a run because uh, they, that, 
I don't get it. You would think that'd be encouraging. I want to come back and do better. Now, of course, Beheim got a top 25 recruit, Benny Williams coming in six, eight. Uh, I also love the fact he got the, the Villanova transfer Cole Swider. I was actually surprised. Solid. I was He's surprised solid. he transferred. I think he'll fit in well with, with Beheim. Yeah. Uh, also gets a Marquette transfer and Samir Torrance, but the big one here, six, eight Cornell transfer, Jimmy Beheim. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They're going to have three Beheims on the court next year. Uh, two, well, I guess two playing one coaching, but why, uh, first off, riddle me why all these players would leave when you have that much of a magical run. I mean, I was, yeah, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, take uh, Gary. He's, he just transferred in there, right? Yeah. I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and he had a nice season. Yeah, you know, he had 14 I, points a game, eight boards. It's like, dude, you just yeah. had a run. You know, if you come back, you guys could be, you know, m- maybe you get to the final four, maybe you get to the lead eight. You never know. It's baffling. You know, uh, maybe it's a free way to see the country. Just keep on transferring to because <laughs> <laughs> he came from uh, Illinois, was, right? Yeah, Illinois, right? So he's just checking out all, yeah. all the parts of the country, man. Uh, yeah, it's Midwest, went East Coast. Now he's going out West. <laughs> but really, I mean, what what I think this is, I think this is is Jim Beheim's final farewell. He's coaching his sons. He's got both his boys on his team. As soon as they're gone, I think he's gone. I think he finally retires. Um, it'll be interesting just to watch the the two brothers and, you know, both play for their dad here in the ACC. And, and uh, you know, they they'll probably be a bubble team again. Are, are they going to make it? I think they're in, I think they're going to make it this year. I think, yes. I think if they're even anywhere close to the bubble, I think they get the benefit of the doubt because of their, their deep runs in the tournament when they've been a bubble team before. So sure. I'll say yes to Syracuse. Yes. It's easy to see a tide turn. Um, okay. Let's, let's talk Miami hurricanes because talk about a team that injuries, uh, opt outs I coming into the season last year, I remember our preseason episode, we were incredibly high on the Miami hurricanes. They went 10 and 17, four and 15 in the ACC finished 13th. Yes. They had COVID problems. Yes. They had injuries. Yes. They had opt outs. Just a really bad season for Jimmy Laranega, our boy. Uh, then you have this off season where Chris likes who we were waiting for him to come back all year. Turns out he was, I guess, just opting out transfers to Arkansas with, with Musselman Earl. That Tim- one kind of hurts. Cause I mean, Larry takes a shot on a, he wasn't like a, a, t- a high recruit. He's like five, six. Yeah. Yeah. Larry Nagy, you know, gives him an opportunity to start. And this, that's, that's how he repays him. <laughs> Brutal man. And then uh, Earl Timberlake, who I thought, man, this kid's going to be a stud. He, he dips out transfers to Memphis. Nasir Brooks transfers to Ole Miss. Elijah, He's solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, how about Elijah Ulani? Which, which this one is <laughs> classic because he transfers back to Stony Brook. He was uh, at Stone. Look, he was at Stony Brook. He transfers to Miami in the ACC. He starts at, and he had a solid season too. I don't get it. I don't get I, it. I, I, Baffling. I don't, I don't know what to say. That's got to be pussy, right? It's he's got to have a, a girlfriend back at Stony Brook that's saying, "Hey, come back here. I love you." <laughs> I don't understand why that would happen. So I, I got nothing. You know, it, it'd be interesting to 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 hear the actual to learn the actual reasons for, for you know for him and 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 others. You know, because maybe there's there's you know stuff at play that, that we don't know about, like <laughs> a girlfriend or something. Who knows, man, PJ horn, I think for uh, Colorado, same situation. He was he played at Tulsa transferred to Colorado last year, played solid for Colorado. They had, they even made the NCAA tournament, uh, won a game in the NCAA tournament. You're thinking, Oh man, we're going to be sitting there back looking good next year. No, he transfers right. back to Tulsa. 
I yeah. Once again, like same, see so yeah, same situation where I, I understand, like if you transferred to a, a higher level and you know, you, you didn't get any burn, then you're like, Hey, you know what? I gave it a shot. I learned I wasn't quite good enough to be at that level. Let me go back to the the level below. But no, those two players both played well. Yeah. So I don't understand it, man. I don't get it, but look, so, so Jimmy Laranega goes the transfer route to bring in people. Uh, he gets back to George Mason where he's yes. the coach, my alma mater. Yes. Jordan Miller, 16 points a game, six boards uh, with the Patriots. And then he got, I thought this was the key one DePaul transfer Charlie Moore. Yeah. I thought that was huge considering Keep they were losing likes and Timberlake uh, and then bringing in a top 75 uh, recruit in Jakai Robinson and also a top hundred recruit in Bensley Josephs and uh, Nassim Poplar. Now the question is, man, they still have, I mean, wait, is Cameron McGusty coming back? I, cause he was playing big Isaiah Wong. I think they're going to get at least one of the two back. I would assume um, yeah. may, maybe both. If both come back, I, I think this could be an NCAA tournament team, but I said this last year, I, I don't know what to expect. I feel like they, they could have a really uh, high ceiling if everyone's back, but I mean, not, not everyone's back. Cause obviously a bunch transferred, but um and then I got to worry, like if Larry misses the, the tournament this year, do the hurricanes pull the plug on the guy? Yeah, they may. They, here's another team that may have a new head coach. I mean, let's face it. Jimmy Larry we're both fans of his, but he's not getting any younger. Uh, I think he's North of 70 and uh, really the big loss. I mean, there was uh, all these guys are, you know, losses, but uh Nicier Brooks, the uh, big man, because yeah. They don't have a big man on this roster, I don't think, right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I, I think Anthony Walker could play a little power forward. Um, even the recruits they're bringing in, you know, six six, six one, six four. I don't know who the hell is going to play down low here. Um, yeah, they they're going to have some interesting players, especially if McGusty and Wong return. But overall, I'm not sure, man. I think he might be a goner this year, and I I don't know about Miami making the uh, tournament. I'd say no right now. Mm, mm. So you're telling me, man, four, that would be four ACC coaches, but oh no, I think you said Keats would get one more year. So we'd get, but that's certainly not for sure. You know? So overall, I mean, if you haven't noticed by now, I don't think the ACC is going to be that great this year. Um, I think there'll be several other conferences that are better. And, uh, and part of that means that you're probably going to have some uh, coaching turnover. All right, let's let's go to South Bend, man. Because Mike Bray, I've actually, you know, I've I've listened to a few podcasts, uh, was doing some reading, and and perhaps Mike Bray might have a nice team uh, coming into uh, the fall here. I know uh, what Jerron Durham's gone. I don't know where, but he's gone. Uh, but they get a six ten Yale transfer in Paul Atkinson. This guy averaged eighteen points a game. Granted, it was the Ivy League, which was two years ago, but uh, getting him. Uh, big time recruiting Blake Wesley. Maybe uh, I, I'm seeing that they, some people are optimistic on, on what the fighting Irish can do next year. Bray, you know, for a while, Bray had this program really rolling. I felt like they were making the tournament almost, you know, year in year out. Uh, he's hit a rough patch. Did, what do you think? Can, can, can Bray get the Irish back in the mix or you I think, think so. Yeah. yeah. I think they're in store for a pretty nice year here. I, I think they will make the NCAA tournament. They'll probably be, I don't know, like a seven or eight seed or something, but I like a lot of the pieces that they're bringing back and they didn't lose a whole lot. I mean, they lost only two people to transfer. 
which in today's college basketball landscape, that's not too bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and they return uh, so, some key players from the upperclassmen yes. too. They're, they're a by far the oldest, most experienced team in the ACC. I think that pays dividends with uh Prentice hub, senior Dane Goodwin, senior Trey Wirt, senior Cormac even Ryan, Cormac Ryan's yeah. a junior. Yeah. But he, he was a transfer from Stanford and that guy's got some game, man. So uh, I actually like Notre Dame to do well. I think they, they finish in the top half of the ACC and I think they go dancing. Uh, that'd be good for Mike Bray. That would be good for Mike Bray. All right. Well, uh, let me tell you guys at the college Basketball experience is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. You, if you haven't played on an Underdog Fantasy, well, you have to check it out. Their their fantasy best ball tournaments are some of the best around, including their Best Ball Mania Two tournament, where you can win a million dollars cash. Plus, you can play a number of games involving uh, parlaying player props for the MLB, the NBA, and more. They also currently have a uh, special NBA playoff best ball tournament going on. Go to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN and don't forget to enter their Best Ball Mania 2 tournament for your chance to win a million dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Um, we still got a few teams to talk about here. Let's let's talk about Patty C's Wahoos. The Virginia Cavaliers, obviously crazy season. They had COVID, couldn't play in the ACC tournament. Got to uh, even them getting to the NCAA tournament and playing was chaotic. Uh, you got to wonder in a normal season, would with the, perhaps they beat in Ohio Patty C quick to mention the fact that, uh, and I think he's got a point here that Bennett needs a long season for like in the preseason for his defense to really take effect. Uh, perhaps we didn't get to see that, but Jay Huff gone had a great season for, for the Wahoos. Sam Hauser gone. Uh, Patty C's Wolden Tensei uh, gone. Morrisel transfers to NC State. McCoy transfers to to UNC. They lose Abdul Rahim, who was a big, uh, highly touted freshman for them, who didn't get much burn, but he transferred to Georgia and Tom Crean. See, yeah. once again, him like he should have expected not to get that much burn because true freshmen on, in in at UVA don't play that much. Yeah, so he should have kind of known that coming in. Uh, so another kind of strange uh, transfer, but. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? You look at McCoy and Abdul Rahim. They were both top 40 recruits a year ago. I I think everyone was thinking, oh man, Tony Bennett's really turned that corner. Obviously he turned the corner winning the national championship and being a one seed a couple times in the tournament. But I did think this, they did land some nice recruits and they, they had to go to Greenville, North Carolina to get to my guy, (laughs) Jaden Gardner, 18 points a game, eight boards in uh, Greenville. Unfortunately, leaving the Pirates to go to the Wahoos, I think that's a perfect fit. Watching, you know, I watched ECU more than a lot of teams, so uh, I think he'll fit well with uh, Tony Bennett. And then the big one of Indiana transfer uh, Armand Franklin. This 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 kid's a player. I, I I was talking about this last year with you how I thought Indiana's roster was certainly a lot better than their performance. I was like, dude, these guys are good. Franklin's a baller. Now he's at UVA. I think that's a huge get. They also have a six, nine European recruit, uh, Igor, uh, Milicic. Uh, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce that. Close enough. Yeah. And, uh, and Tane Murray, a top 90 recruit coming in. Um, I don't know how much burn those guys will get, but, uh, what's your take on the Wahoos and can they, will they win with the, with the full preseason full regular season is Tony Bennett going to go back to winning the ACC? I think they'll definitely be in the mix. Uh, you know, some people are a little down on UVA just because they lost a lot, but those two transfers in Gardner and Franklin, I mean, those guys are legit. 
Uh, and you know, UVA always has a couple guys on the bench that uh, you know step up when you know their name is called when they have an opportunity for a larger role. Whether that's uh, Reese Beekman or Statman or Shedrick, uh, Trey Murphy also another nice player. So I'm not worried about UVA at all. I think they'll be right in the mix. I think they'll be similar to the last few seasons. I'm not saying like national championship. I don't think they're they're quite that good. But uh, yeah, I, I think they they have to be one of the favorites to win the ACC regular season. Um, when we do the conference preview, I'll probably pick them to win the ACC regular season, but not the ACC tournament. Mm, I like it. I think I'll probably pick them to win in the regular season too. Um, and they will be a tournament team, obviously. I think. I think. We yeah, know. definitely. Yeah. Um, let's hop on over and talk about. Hey, it it wouldn't be Louisville without their name in the news. Have have you heard anything about this is pretty hilarious. So yeah, I've heard it. Dino Gaudio, the guy who recruited Chris Mack, I believe to Xavier, if memory serves me correct, if not Xavier, wherever he played, right? Okay. He was hired as an assistant with Chris Mack at Louisville. So he went back to the old, the coach that got him into coach or uh, essentially into college, essentially. Uh, Then Mac decided after 30 years of a friendship to not renew his contract, which is fair. But then Gaudio tries to blackmail him, right? <laughs> he tries to blackmail him by saying, Hey, if you don't, you know, keep me, if you don't give me this salary that I want for the next year and a half, I will go to the NCAA with the, these things that I think they played with some uh, GAs on the basketball court in practice. Some, I mean, look, small, minor infractions. Yes. But but when you're Louisville, when you're a team that yeah. has gone through a lot of other shit in the past few years, but even more hilarious is Chris Mack then wears a wire, <laughs> right? Goes this is the guy that recruited him. This is a thirty year you know relationship here. Wears a yeah. wire, gets him caught on tape. So obviously, Gaudio and his lawyer. That, you know, they're, they're taking full responsibility because they, they can't, I mean, he's on tape. So uh, just a hilarious, I heard it's like federal charges case. too, because yeah. he was like texting from a different state. So like the text cross state lines <laughs> I mean, and Gaudio, he was on ESPN before he got hired for this. Cause he was coaching wake forest and then you know, did some, uh, I, I think studio work. I don't think he was calling games, but you know, I mean, real scumbag move. Uh, you know, I think there was a last game of the season or maybe two games before the season ended. And uh, Mac mentioned that there was going to be some, some changes. So at some point during the season, him and Gaudio just did not see eye to eye anymore. Um, and I, I, apparently that relationship went sour, he's, but he's real facing, scumbag uh, move by Gaudio. Yeah. But I mean, like he's facing two years in jail now. Like th- this is a real fucking, I mean, I couldn't imagine this it doesn't make any sense. Cause I mean, the dude was getting paid by ESPN pretty well and was making several hundred thousand dollars to be an assistant coach at Louisville. Well, that's what I'm saying. And he's had a, a and, he's had a long time coaching career. He should have yeah, money. Even even if you get shit can from Louisville, you can go back to TV or get hired somewhere else. It, it, it doesn't make any sense, but it uh, this just with, with the, with the being Louisville is just hilarious. He's been coaching college basketball since 1987. All right. He should be doing okay. He should be all uh, decently fine. I mean, he was the head coach of Wake Forest from 2007 to 2010. He was an assistant at Wake for seven years. He was an assistant at Xavier, two different stints. I, it just makes no sense. He was a head coach of Army back in the day. I, I don't. I, I. I don't get it. I can't believe that he put himself in this situation where now his his good friend 
has uh, <laughs> has has worn not a wire. good friends anymore. Yeah, and now well now he's facing the biggest problem is this dude's like sixty four years old and he might do two years in jail. <laughs> it's uh, this is a, unbelievable. Federal pal me in the ass prison. <laughs> uh, now you look at Louisville. Uh, it's hard. I mean, Carlick Jones. I don't. I thought he was returning. Uh, I, I'm wrong. I think he's going to go play play pro ball elsewhere. Um, if he doesn't make, I, I'm assuming the NBA won't. I, I like your game, Carlick Jones, but I'm assuming you're going to end up playing it overseas somewhere. David Johnson gone. Quinn Slazinski transferred to Iona with Rick Pitino. How about that? Going back home, huh? Going back to the guy that uh, recruited you to Louisville originally. You there got we go. Josh Nickelberry transferred to LaSalle. Uh, a couple other transfers dipped out. Uh, they get Malik Williams back, which is big. Now they did get Matt cross. I forgot to mention that when we were talking Miami, they lost That's Matt right. cross who it was a weird situation. Cause last year I feel like kind of got buried on that bench where he's a solid player. I feel like he's better than what his stats represent from last season. That's a big get for him. They go to, they also go to uh, the thundering herd. They grab Gerard West, a guy getting, you know, about 13 points a game, six assists, shoots 41% from three. I like that. And then Noah Locke from Florida. He's a solid player. Yeah. And then you got a couple Juco transfers, a, a big time, uh top 75 recruiting Michael James. I, they got to get in the tournament. This has got to be a big year for Mac. Now that they have that thing pending. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that'll probably blow over. Um, but I mean, Louisville every year now, they're one of these teams that really hits the transfer portal hard. Um, they're bringing in some talent here. I'll th- I think they'll be solid. I think uh, they'll probably be somewhere near the bubble, but probably on the right side of the bubble. Um, this year, they just barely missed out, right? Yeah, they just missed out. Yeah. It was surprising. I think everyone thought they were going to make the tournament come uh, selection right. Sunday. They were the odd team left out. I, I think they actually got that right. Uh, yeah, but um, I do think this year though they, they, I mean, I guess Carlick Jones was a huge part of that team last year, though, man. For sure, they they need someone to step up and, and fill those shoes because, and I think they that this team's probably better than last year's team when I look at these transfers. But I guess I got to see them on the court meshing together, um, right? But gun to my head, I think they're in the tournament this year. Yeah, I say they're on the right side of the bubble, but don't expect like you know a stellar year where they could win the ACC or, or advance far. I would say that they're probably going to be like a nine seed or 10 seed or so. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, okay. We got a couple, we got a couple schools left before we get out of here. Let's talk about, well, the Florida state Seminoles t- bringing in unbelievable recruiting class. Um, uh, first off getting Caleb Mills, the preseason AAC uh, f- player of the year last year. I mean, it, it, talk about Houston, a final four run. Imagine if they had Caleb mills, maybe they would have made yeah. it to the national championship. Who knows? Um, uh, getting him and then getting, uh, I mean, these recruits, Matthew Cleveland and, and Jalen Warley, two huge recruits. They're also bringing in a Kentucky transfer Cameron Fletcher. He uh, was a, he was a big time recruit last year. And, and then seven, one center, John Butler. Yes, I understand they lost Scotty Barnes, uh, Raquan Gray. You, you know they lost what their big man Copervica, um, MJ Walker, uh, which I don't even know that he's announced if he's coming back yet. But I think it's I think it's kind of just assu- assumed. Yeah. But uh, right. Calhoun transferred to Texas Tech, and and Nate Jack went to Cleveland State. But this team should be loaded next year. 
Yeah, with uh, Anthony Polite coming back and Raekwon Evans coming back, uh, and then bringing all, bringing in all those guys here, I think Florida State uh, will will be a top three, four team in the ACC. Uh, they could definitely win the conference, uh, and they could do some damage in the NCAA's too. Malik Osborne, yeah, I mean, come on, this has got to be one where you're thinking at least, I mean, can Hamilton ever get to a final four? This has got to be one of his better teams to to do this in the next year or two, right? I mean, I still think last year was probably a better team overall. I think Barnes and gray. I mean, those guys just did everything They They were just Swiss army knife type players, you know, uh, good rebounders, good passers, good defenders. So um, I like what they're doing here. They're going to have another really good team, but I got to feel like they were probably a little better last year. Mm. I don't know. It's a, I think they're going to be one to watch this year though, man. I, you getting Caleb mills is huge, dude. That's a huge yeah. get. He's proven to be really good. I mean, I've watched right. this guy at Houston. This guy was a was a baller. So uh, I, I think they they're gonna be sitting sitting nice this year. And it wouldn't surprise me if they won the ACC at all this year. Yeah, all right, agreed. Let, let's talk about another one that I've seen some preseason uh, polls as a preseason top twenty five team, and that is the Virginia Tech Hokies. Mike Young doing a great job there. Uh, yes, they they lost a few players, um, minor departures. What uh, they, they lost Jalen Cohn to Northern Arizona, which that one was shocking to me. Surprising. Their program is yeah. not very good. Carter Daria, th- this guy barely played. He was a K State transfer, but he opted out like five games into the season. <laughs> uh, they lost uh, Bamissel or whatever. I'm probably butchering that name to GW. I don't even remember him playing last year. So, all in all, their departures aren't too bad. So uh, I'm high on the Hokies as well because they were a pretty good team last year, a lot of nice pieces, and uh, they're only going to get better with uh, Storm Murphy coming over. That Baller. guy, Baller. He's, he's got, he's got to be like 30 years old now. He's got the kind of <laughs> flop haircut. He, I've been watching him play Wofford for, I swear, five years now. I don't know, dude. But um, him with with Aluma, Justin Mutz, and Tyrese Radford, this team is yeah. going to be really good. And 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 we're not we haven't even hit on the Clemson transfer, Lynn Kidd. If that guy can contribute, um. Throw in uh, Wabisa Bidi, uh, Kator, the three-point shooter, and Naheem Aline, and I mean, you got talent, you got depth, you got inside players, you got perimeter. Once again, Storm Murphy is going to be the the perfect point guard because he's a he's a pass first. He might have averaged seventeen point eight points per game last year for Wofford. He 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 might average ten this year. He won't need to score. He just needs to facilitate. Well, well, uh, I, and Aluma. And Murphy have been playing a, a while with each other. These guys were both at Wofford. Aluma transferred in last year from Wofford. Right. These right. guys have a, a a a good history together, so I, chemistry should be no problem when it comes yeah. to this Hokies team. I I love. You know, it's funny when Buzz Williams left, everyone thought, "Oh, those years were 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 you know a flash in the pan." Virginia Tech's going to be going back to being a doormat. Love that Mike Young hire, and I think this program. Talk about a sleeper. I know there's no odds out. I don't think to, to, for the, for the conferences yet, but this could be a sleeper to win the ACC. I can see that. I really like, I mean, Aluma, he was an ACC, uh, all ACC player last year. And then Mutz and Radford, they're just tough players, good defenders. They can do a little bit of everything. Uh, this team here, I really like what uh, Mike, uh, not Mike white, uh, Mike young. Yeah. Mike young. Sorry. I, I really like what they're doing here. I expect uh, Virginia tech to be in the NCAAs. And uh, you're right, man, not a bad, you know, sleeper choice to, to win it all. Not to, to win the ACC, not yeah. the, not the NCAAs. <laughs> Let me clarify that. Hey. I like what they're doing here. They're not that good. You know what? Why not sprinkle a little bit on them to win it all? Nick, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan real money craver probably will. He's a hokey. <laughs> 
Uh, look, and I, that, I'll just cue that. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. If you're a first time listener to the College Experience, make sure you subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. We talk college basketball year round, and also make sure you check out our other feed, the College Football Experience, where we talk college football year round. Me, NC Nick, Patty C. All of us uh, handicap every single Division One college basketball and college football game. Been doing it for four years. Been over five hundred each and every season. So make sure you subscribe. We also been way over five hundred on our locks. Uh, all of that we give you for free on a spreadsheet over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So check that out. We don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. The only thing I'm trying to charge you for is your kindness. Can you get over to iTunes? By the way, come on. This is a brand new feed, guys. College basketball feed. Please get over to iTunes. Give us some comments. We don't have any because it's a brand new feed. All right, get in there and give us some comments and uh, tell a friend. But uh, if you do, take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter, and I will send you a college experience t shirt. You have a brand new t shirt to go around town. Studies say wearing a brand new shirt, your chances of getting ass go up by about 46%. So, do that and uh, at the Colby D, give me a follow as well. Check out uh, NC Nick on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Check out Patty C on Twitter at Patty C eight three one, and check out the Sports Gambling Podcast on Twitter at the SGP Network. Um, and check out the yeah, Sports Gambling Podcast Slack channel. Talk college basketball, college football, year round, everything really, every sport you can think of really. Um, and uh, yeah, sport, uh, maybe check out the, uh, the Instagram, the TikTok as well. All that sports gambling podcast. We got you covered. This is the college basketball ACC, you know, off season look in essentially or check in. Uh, you better start thinking about yours. And we are.